Greetings, you're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall, Episode 2. If you'd like to watch along on YouTube, be sure to check us out at youtube.com slash Xanaland. In a galaxy right right here now. Well, not now, but you know, same place. <laughs> and I was a mere nine years old and went to see a little movie called Star Wars Return of the Jedi. And I had previously, the year before, seen E.T., which I fell in love with, was very obsessed with E.T., had lots of E.T. toys around my house. So when I went to a movie where they gave me living teddy bears <laughs> and baby teddy bears I was hooked I had previously seen Empire Strikes Back I was like six when that came out and I think I was a little too young to really know what was going on plus that's like to me it's always been the scary one because that's when Luke's hand gets cut off yep. and there's the wampa which is the <laughs> you know the guy in Hoth that's you right. don't know his name big <laughs> um, scary guy yeah and it doesn't end on a happy note because everyone no. like you know gets captured and stuff. Han Solo, yeah, he gets yeah, and I frozen. was not a huge fan of that. So when I saw the you know I remember seeing commercials I guess on TV for um, the Ewoks being on there. They had a song. <laughs> I mean, it was like it really hooked me in. So that was when my Star Wars fandom was born. You were a little bit older than me. Yeah, I was turning 13 that year, but it was like the perfect age, and that was also my favorite movie. I I do remember seeing uh, Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back um, in theaters when they first came out, but it really wasn't until The Return of the Jedi that that, that was the one that was just perfect for me because, um, as you said, it has the Ewoks. They, they filmed parts of it in the Redwood National Forest, so... Uh, that was a real good good time. I feel like most people say that Empire Strikes Back is the best. They say that, or but, and, they, and they're probably right, but it just depends on when and where you grew up. And yeah. For me, it was Return of the Jedi. And I guess it was for and you, too. And me, too. So, I mean, when we first heard <laughs> that they were doing a Star Wars land, Ooh. of course, I mean, I'm not such a fan that I have, you know, everybody's backstories and planets <laughs> and all the alien races memorized. Me neither. Um, <laughs> I did watch the prequels when they came out. You know, they are not the best received of the movies. But what's fun about that is I'm trying to think of another film uh, franchise where you can grow up with it and then as an adult you can have children mm. if you have children and there's new movies for them and yeah. that is why i think star wars is such a huge huge fandom and people take it so seriously because i know you know my son christian grew up with <laughs> the prequels and he kind of likes them because that's what he grew up with yeah. that makes sense <laughs> 
Um, and that's okay because, you know, we all had to come from some starting point with the Star Wars universe. And I think that speaks to how vast the backstories are. And of course, there's yeah. been a million books written, um, some of which are canon, some of which I guess are not now canon because when Disney took over, they kind of. Yeah, I have no idea Mixed about those. Some of those things. I'm not sure on the details on that. But anyway, there's a there's a backstory for everything. One of those. There's the animated place. series yeah. that they've done several, uh, a couple of which, uh, including the Clone Wars. And so, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> so I, I was just you know getting to. So when they announced <clears throat> Star Wars Land, I think most of the world or the country was thinking that it would be a familiar story, right, or place. Um, because and every attraction that Disney has done before with Star Wars has been set in a place that's familiar, whether it be Tatooine or or on Endor. Yeah, and I mean, that's why Hollywood Studios, which, mm. you know, was MGM <laughs> when it started, is such a unique place. I mean, even today, their Star Tours, the little mini Endor forest that you walk through when you get to the back of it has mm. like, it looks like a set because that's that right. was the original theming of the park so mm -hmm. they've never really changed that i don't know if there are plans for to do that in the future i have no idea what they're going to do sure. with star tours now that mm -hmm. galaxy's edge is open but anyway leading into that we first heard about the star the fact that star wars was going to exist although it was teased in the 2013 expo right well, Which, what was the name of that? That was when you went into that place where they had like the desk for the Avatar right. land, but we didn't know what it was, and you could find the clues. And orange Harvest. There was crates that were stamped Orange Harvest in the Star Wars font. That's right. Um, and it was confusing because orange in it, you know, led people to think like, oh, is there some weird orange bird thing? And, you know, <laughs> is it or Walt is... Disney World? Everyone thought, I think back then, that it was only Walt Disney World. No one, I think, until the official announcement. I don't remember well, thinking sure anything. Did, there, but... Maybe it was a Horizons reference with the Laurent yeah, Center. Yeah, I, I think that's what I first thought when we first walked through that display. Um, but then in 2015, they made yes. the official announcement at the 2015 Expo. Yes, of the land, and that they said it was going to be in both parks. Then, right? I believe so. Yes. So that was like a shocker for a lot of people because they're like, "Where <laughs> is that going to go?" Especially at Disneyland, which is a very small, tight park. Yes. And uh, there were uh, rumors that it would go in the area where um, the Autopia and the Interventions mm. is. Right. And then it turns out it was not there at all. It no, was, we uh, lost our goats. <laughs> that's right. The Big Thunder Ranch and basically the area behind uh, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad and all the way around the rivers of America to uh, Critter Country. Yeah. So. Um, and you're the only one that's been there. We'll get into that yes. um, in a minute, the Disneyland version. Right, I but just uh, got back from there. Uh, from Batu yes. in, in California <laughs> when I went You've to been the expo. Batu in two different places. How is that possible? Hmm. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people have by now. That's true, but not me. That's um, okay. Anyway, it was you know similar to our feelings. Well, I guess you grew up in Disneyland too, so you probably I had did. the same feelings, and I I did too. But similar to how I feel about Epcot 
getting changed and things closing over time. I think a lot of the Disneyland locals and people that grew up with that park were like, why is this happening? (laughs) I do have a lot of opinions about that. We can get into that when we discuss the differences between the two. Yes. So then in 2017, that's when we got the model. Oh, yes. And the official name, which was Galaxy's Edge, because it was Mm -hmm. on the edge of the galaxy. And we learned that it was going to be called Batu. Yep. Um, which then that was another whole, you know, people were scratching their heads because they're like, wait, why isn't it an existing planet that we all know? Why can't we go to Tatooine? Or, I mean, no one would really want to go to Hoth, I don't think, but <laughs> Dagobah. Um, yeah, there's that lots of examples. Or Coruscant or for, uh, yeah, anything Yeah, that would have made like sense for Florida um, with all the swampiness. But. Uh, Dagobah, certainly. But... They decided to go with a place that nobody knew. Yeah. And Which I got to see into, like, just peek through the walkway, really. It was not, I mean, it didn't really prepare me for anything now that I've been <laughs> in there. It was a very small glimpse of the land. Um, but that was one of the things that people were asking was why did they, the Imagineers choose to create this new place versus something familiar And their answer has always been um, that everyone can then create their own story. And that's even, you know, live your adventure. That's what they (laughs) want you to do. And if, you know, we're just going to jump right into our thoughts on it. I just wanted to say that I actually like that they did it this way. I didn't, I wasn't super excited. I'll be the first to admit about this land because I grew up with, you know, the movies in the 80s. And I just didn't understand why they were doing it this way i didn't think it would be a good fit i didn't think it would be worth going to um and i ate my words when we walked in there for the first time because i really enjoyed the entire environment um yeah i mean just like the the newer uh, set of movies there's new uh, planets that they go to, and uh, even in the movies like Solo and um, the newer uh, trilogy, we are in being introduced to new worlds there, and so how do we feel about that? And I think, you know, that's basically just part of the story. And so this is essentially just a new chapter, a part of the story that wasn't in any of the movies, and they're ba- uh, the Imagineers are basically able to create a whole new world for us. Uh, with a new land like this and you know they set the scene as you know it's a a place on the edge of the galaxy that uh, we would frequently go to and there still is the the resistance and 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 all of that and you know the (laughs) whole interplay between them and you know the good guys and the bad guys so I think it also really legitimized the animated series yes we're getting to that (laughs) we'll Um, we'll get to that but no i just wanted you know because when you get to um ride the millennium falcon hondo i forget his last name i I do not know it's something with an o (laughs) people are going to be mad but i'm sorry i'll look it up afterwards a christian's trying to (laughs) don't worry anyway hondo Hondo, you know (laughs) you know the guy um he's very into a prophet he yeah well he's from Either Rebels or Clone Wars. I don't know which one. Probably Clone Wars. I should really have looked this up before now. It's okay. It's, it's tough to know all Rebels. of it. 
Okay. He's from oh. Rebels. Oh, wow. <laughs> I've, okay, I've well, just there you learned go. he's from Rebels. You can't know it all because well, there's, the there's so much. And But all of those animated series got, you know, amazing reviews yes. and feedback, and people loved them. They were really well done with the writing. Of course, you know, Dave Filoni is the team mm-hmm. behind that with Ashley Exton. Yep. Um, so right. I think, in a way, it made us realize, like, oh, wait, it, Star Wars isn't just movies on screen mm-hmm. for those of us that of were it. like not the uber fans that were reading the, the books and you know following along all the different <laughs> storylines over the years um it really said like hey this is all connected yep and it may not be what you're super familiar with but you will be familiar with it and i think everyone in the land I know it just opened here, so I think everyone's on like super pumped, you know, very much doing their storylines and everything. I hope it continues because I think it really is a great uh, immersive place to get lost oh, in yes. the land, and it makes me want to go to Galaxy's Edge and forget about the rest of Hollywood <laughs> Studios, which I love, and that's actually a fun part because when you leave, they're just like, "Oh my gosh, wait, the rest of Hollywood Studios is here." Which I yeah, think it you was a definitely great get addition. lost when you get go in there, and that goes for Disneyland too. When you enter these land, uh, both Batus, you leave the rest of the, the the park that you're in behind, and you are in Batu, and there's just so much immersive stuff and <laughs> things to look at, and it's yeah, quite and amazing. A lot of people were saying that they it was very it was extremely immersive as a place, but it wasn't. It didn't have like a theme park feel and some people didn't like that but i do enjoy that because i think oh yeah it's it's just fun to be transported to a different place and i think it's weird between i said this when we were in the queue the last two new lands in walt disney world have been pandora which was very like industrial in the queue to yes. flight of passage and it's a lot of like nature taking back over. Mm-hmm. So there is a huge nature component to it, but both that queue and the queue for Smuggler's Run are so like, you know, gritty, gritty and yeah. industrial. And I'm yes. like, wow, I, I hope they do like some <laughs> fun, you know, princessy thing next. Which I, I don't actually, but you know, it's just weird that the the most recent things have been so. True, kind of but. It, uh, Imagineering can really uh, stretch their, you know, um, their know-how with that kind of thing, and they basically can make it seem absolutely real. Yeah, and they're very good at that. The details uh, are phenomenal. And I mean, we could do, you know, five hours just on the details (laughs) of walking around Batu. But there's just, you know, thing. There's, of course, Disney is now famous for doing like the little footprints in the cement and things like that so there's like droid prints there's our pal the loth cat there's prints for That's him right. which we'll talk to him later um <laughs> and there's you know gonk droids and different types of footprints everywhere yeah. uh, basically lots of uh, critters that some that we know and some that we don't and lots of droids and things yeah. so yeah and i'm just getting into the footprints thing in the queue of smugglers run there's like some oil has dripped down oh, from right. a ship that they're working on <laughs> and there's little paw print like i don't they're not paws they're claws i guess bird uh, bird feet from, from porgs from porgs <laughs> walking through there there's a porg nest you can see right. in smugglers run so 
I mean, and that's just, you know, the animal details in here, but there's, they're everywhere, especially in, I mean, they're everywhere. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. Uh, the One of the greatest things, yes, they do have the attractions. They have all of the shops that we'll uh, talk about, uh, the marketplace and, and all of those things. But I think my favorite part about Batu was literally just walking around, uh, and just exploring all the different details. Not necessarily, oh, we've got to ride Smuggler's Run or, or right. you know, go to that restaurant or, or see that shop, but just to literally just walk around aimlessly looking at all the fun details because it's such a gigantic land. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when we went riding Smuggler's Run was like the least exciting thing that we did i mean it, it i is very much ride. enjoyed it i enjoy it and i very much enjoyed the queue area too yes that's super fun um you know it's very much like a a video game to me okay um, yeah the ride but, itself you know yes, that when I, we I were the engineers because we didn't want to deal with the stress <laughs> of being pilots like right out there i don't like people yelling at me so um i'm when i wrote it later with amanda my friend from vegan disney food uh we were both pilots and there was no one else with us so we no were pressure. Like the last people, yeah. So that was fun too. So if we, I think if you had a whole group of people, I would definitely be a pilot again, where you didn't have to worry about people. Yelling if it's people it really, that you knew, yeah, it really does depend on who you're with. But that's the fun part too, is that every time you ride, it could be a different experience. That's right. And there are different sequences that you can get and scenes and things like that. So that's right. it is fun. However, the whole rest of Batu is enough by itself in my opinion oh I yeah know, you know people wanted more and this is just before the, right. the rise of the resistance yes. is coming which will is such a huge attraction that i mean just judging it on how it is now is almost unfair because right. uh, almost half of the whole land is not uh, viewable because of that mm. being uh, not open yet so and that will be an e-ticket ride for I've sure. I've heard uh, if anything it'll be an E plus. <laughs> I mean there there's a few attractions out there that are so amazing. I've heard things like, you know, the Shanghai Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say Flight of Passage is among uh, those as well as that one in Hong Kong uh, Disneyland. Oh, Mystic Manor. Mystic Manor, yes. So it's it's all, all along all very different, but basically so far ahead uh, technologically, mm. speaking of everything else, that it's almost should deserve its own class. Yeah, and they recently had, you know, media out there for the grand opening. I was not among them this time. <laughs> um, but they got to actually walk into the Rise of the Resistance yes. hangar and see some of the ride. And that same day, Disney released that photo, which... it. It just looks like, you know, oh my goodness. a scene from a movie or like a computer yeah. animated. Like but from the actual movies. really the... a photo of the ride, which is like crazy. Nuts to think about. And it's going to have, you know, two different. And we're only, what, three, mo three months away or something like yeah. that? Yeah, December. Two or three months away. Oh, my goodness. December 5th. It's December 5th. Walt's, Walt's birthday. birthday. <laughs> and then uh, January 17th in yes. Disneyland. Yes, exactly. Uh, speaking of Disneyland... You can speak to the subtle differences between the two yes. Batus. There's not a lot different, but it is very subtle. Um, I would say one of my absolute favorite things about Batu at Disneyland is um, the different um, transitional areas in uh, 
especially the one over by Critter Country. There's a long pathway that goes along the rivers of America. It goes underneath the uh, the railroad. They actually, as you may remember, a couple years back, had to divert uh, the path of the railroad in order to um, to build this new land. And so they did a whole, even before they started with uh, building Batu, they did that. And we actually, the last time we were there, got to ride that and saw they actually had a left turn on the train. So it actually rises up quite a bit and goes on an elevated platform. And well, it looks like we got our own little rancor or some <laughs> such. She's not a rancor <laughs> monster. She's more I mean, a tauntaun, yes. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, so we got to see that, yes. the, the new railroad uh, there. But... Um, Anyway, this pathway, it goes underneath that railroad, and there's quite a long um, pathway that where so they have a lot of time to transition from hmm. kind of the old west of Critter Country into kind of a, a, a western version of Star Wars, yeah. Batu, And that, that side is actually the Rise of the Resistance side, just like wow. um, the entrance here at the studios, yeah. which is a much more kind of a harsh uh, transition because it, they have to go from like Grand Avenue like Grand Avenue to that in a much shorter amount of time so they have the little subway tiles I think that, that is the which one I like yeah but it's just very short it is the one thing that is strange that both here and I mean I guess in Pandora they have that giant flower that's supposed yeah. to be protecting <laughs> you from being on the moon of Pandora yes. They don't re even try to do anything. It's just like you're on another planet, right. kind of. So, but, so, so on that side, they do have that transition, and then they actually have two entrances on the other side. Whereas here at the studios, there is only the one that goes to uh, the Toy Story Land. But the there are two entrances on that side that do have that kind of that uh, carved-in mm -hmm. mountain look, just like they have here. Mm -hmm. um, that that goes into the area behind Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Where's the other entrance from? There's okay. Big Thunder um, Ranch. Remember those here in the studios? There's uh, in the what's the side with all of the? Uh, the ships I don't know. Yeah, the ships. The <laughs> resistance. Oh, the, resist the first order. The first order. Sorry, on the first order side, there are those two giant doors. Yeah. One of those doors on that oh, side okay. goes into uh, the really land behind the Big Thunder right. Mountain, right? I actually watched absolutely no videos yeah. or any, did any prep work before I went to uh, Batu for the first time. To have like an entrance right into the first order. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, and um, I can't remember what I was going to say, but the, so there are three <laughs> entrances. Those two entrances, which kind of both go behind Big Thunder Mountain on that path uh, between Big Thunder Mountain Railroad that goes into Fantasyland out there. Uh, there are two entrances there. Um, and so yeah, they go there. the The second entrance is the same one that they have here that goes mm. into uh, Toy Story Land. Gotcha. Which you haven't been in that way. Yet, no, have I still you? have not been on that one because I've only actually had a chance to go to the one here at the studios, just the one time. Well, you can go back now. That's right. <laughs> starting <laughs> today, starting Monday, <laughs> <laughs> I can go back. Uh, Kristen and I walked through the Toy Story Land and exit, I guess, because we were leaving that way. We didn't walk in that way. And it's 
just a pathway. There's nothing really. Although I heard they do, they did have um, like a, a, a wreck for wrecks. Yeah. Were they? Which were we they could they have seen when we were there. I think. I think that part was open. We just didn't know it was there until afterwards. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, dark. that's how Rex, yeah. the pilot from the Star Tours attraction, how he got to Batu yes. and is now and was slaving away in Oga's Cantina. Yes. But I, I should go back to uh, the differences at Disneyland. So anyway. Um, there aren't a lot of differences. Pretty much everything else is the same, as except for those transitional pieces I was telling you about. Every uh, there are some slight variations as to like this path winds a little bit to the left instead, or or just versus going straight. So very minor differences. But the major difference beyond that is the color palette. Mm. What I've heard is uh, the colors that they chose, the color patterns that they chose here in Florida, are much more, I guess punchy yeah they much and more well defined I, I i suppose it could be based on the different skies that we have here versus mm. they have in southern california uh i'm not sure it could be a we different set of imagineers lot. that worked on that oh, true i think we have a lot more blazing sun mm, for most of the year too but I, I hope that's not the reason because I hope they're not going to then fade and be the same color i think i don't think I it's like that they're different yeah i don't colors. think it's um to the point where they're just faded. I think they definitely yeah. used a, a stronger color palette here. And one other thing that um, I, I can't take credit for this, but it was a friend of mine uh, who actually uh, works in that field. He noticed uh, there at Disneyland the expansion joints, which is on kind of like the sidewalks that they have out there. You know, you have to have expansion joints, especially out there in California where they have earthquakes. Um, they're m easier to identify out there, um, almost as if they were built there by Imagineers, which kind of hmm. shouldn't be. And I hear the, they're a little bit more disguised here in Florida. Um, so uh, he has a much keener eye for that kind of detail. I would never have noticed that kind of thing, but it was he pointed that out to me, and I was like, huh, that is very interesting, hmm. something to know. So it's almost like there was a different set of, of folks that are in the industry that worked on those right. things. And um, from what I hear from those that have been to both, they tend to like the one in Florida better. Um, I will have to check those out. It's something to look for, for sure. And I'm sure there's a lot more requirements with Cal OSHA than there is. Yes, <laughs> that is the strictest as state well. as far as uh, all those regulations go, yeah. yes. Um, all right, so I guess we can just, you know, do a quick overview yes. of what actually makes up the land. Yes. And this Let's is what that. they're giving. I don't know how long they're going to be giving these away. When I went to Disneyland um, for the expo, there were no maps. Yeah, but it had I, been open for It, it has two been months, open since May. Three months already, so um, yeah. But I saw nothing. Hmm. Additionally, I should also tell you this. Um, the... The characters, the, all of the cast members that are in character, that have a backstory, I really honestly did not notice that in California at all. Mm. And yet the one time I was uh, in Batu here in Florida, everyone was perfectly yeah. in character. And it, w and it certainly was during a preview. Right. So It'll be interesting to see if that continues. I hope it does. I mean, Yeah, but it, was, it really sold you on as far as... You are in a different yeah. place in a, at a different time and with a unique set of characters that 
literally live here, work here, play here. So Walt Disney World does have a pretty good reputation for cast members that really want to get into it, you know. So not the Disneyland. And I'm not saying that they don't do that at Disneyland. Right. I just personally did not notice it on yeah. my couple of trips well, there. Well, there have been, I mean, there was a huge uh, difference in reaction to Ogas from Disneyland okay. to here. A lot of people were not having good times at Ogas. Um, I think you have to pay in advance there. I don't know if that's yeah, still I did not the case. go into Ogas uh, um, in Disneyland. I think there's, it's just, you know, there's a different set of locals in both places. And. I think maybe there's just different expectations and different park going uh, habits for both, you know, sides. I would agree. So that yeah. here there's obviously a lot more tourists from out of state, out of the mm -hmm. country, etc. Um, but we, you know, we were also there during a cast member preview and then an annual pass holder right. preview, which is not the normal experience sure. by any means. Additionally, when I went back with Christian, that was more, that was, you know, it was just open at right. that point. And it was interesting how we were standing in line for Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities, which we'll get to. <laughs> um, and they have a lot of, you know, end of line things to show you because there's a line for almost yeah. everything. But it does move quickly in most cases. Um, but this particular line goes across a stairway down to Savi's. Oh, right, yeah. Um, workshop so you have to keep that open obviously and there was people coming up constantly to the person that was guarding that area and saying is this the line right. for the Millennium Falcon where is the Millennium Falcon so I think that might be why these exist whether or not people are using them um, yes because uh, I would say as at Disneyland, where it has been open now for several months, there were actually there was the line for the cantina. Mm. It was a pretty long line for that. But other than that, other you know, and certainly the the line uh, for the ride, Smuggler's Run. But there was not there were no lines to get into the restaurant or into that um, that shop mm -hmm. or the Rondo's Roasters or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> um, well, so those are some interesting, you know, and obviously it's it's still very new here, so it'll yeah. be fun to see how things progress. And Especially after the, the next attraction yeah. opens up. So. I do think they have been handling the lines very well. Like I said, there's always someone holding an end of line sign, whether or not people know that's the end of the line, you know, because there's some times when... The Smuggler's Run line actually crosses in front of <laughs> Oga's Cantina here. Oh, wow. Um, so that's a that's bit a long confusing. Line. Yeah, because it goes all the way around the outside, and then oh they had the queue all in there. But times wait times have been good recently, so we'll see how long that lasts. I mean, it just opened. So it did just open. <laughs> but I was very impressed with how, you know, we were in a pretty long line for Doc Ondar's, and we were really only standing there for about five minutes. Okay. Um, so That's you know, good. don't be intimidated by the lines, I guess, is my point. If you're going there in the next few weeks or months, if there are lines, there might already have cleared out. But let's talk about some of these specifically. Yeah. So when you walk in from Grand Avenue here, um, Ooh, yes. you'll see some ships that I'm not going to name because I, I don't know their names. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is an X-Wing. Um, and that was what I was kicking myself when I did my Instagram story after. I was like, I think this is a star speeder. <laughs> but it wasn't. It was an X-Wing. I was like, oh, I should have known that. 
Um, and then okay. there's an A-wing. Is that a thing? There's another one um, that's like the orange one over on the other side. I if don't you know, know the you names know. of ships. If you don't, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the side, and then to the left of that is where Rise of the Resistance yes. will be. And I gotta say, even just looking into the queue area for the Rise of the Resistance, and yeah, they had a, like a set of trees kind of blocking your view. But just looking back there, both here in Florida and uh, even more so in California, it looks so intriguing. There's mm. little caves that the, oh. the queue will go through, and, 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 a and there's definitely a waterfall on both on both they coasts always there. Always get us with the waterfalls. And it's just such a giant area that yeah. literally the whole place is going to be completely different once that uh, whole, uh, essentially second half of the land opens mm -hmm. up. Um, sure. I'm just, but anyway, even when we first went in the first time, you were kind of pointing out the tiny little details in the cliffs that oh, they yeah. had done. I that was f just phenomenal. yeah. I mean, it, well, the the backstory, which most people probably know, is that this used to be an outpost um, many moons ago <laughs> and a bustling, you know, trade port, and right. it kind of was abandoned. But some people still, you know, inhabit it, obviously. And the First Order does have a presence there. Um, but you can see the, f the remnants of former yeah. inhabitants. There's like little stairs leading up to somewhere. <laughs> and, you know, lots of, de it looks very established, I yes. guess. And the, the black spires are, of course, they used to have oh my giant trees there, which are now petrified. And the last yes. time I was there, we didn't really, you might have looked at it without me, I don't know. But when you're waiting in line for Oga's, okay. there's a stairway up there. Yes, I did see Where that. I guess Oga lives up there. Um, and then right next to that is a huge spire. And just looking into that yeah. spire is like they did a lot of research, you can tell, into like petrified trees. Yeah. and like I believe they, they did go to the Petrified Forest National Park in Arizona yeah. and, and got a lot of inspiration there. So, I mean, you um, could just stand there and look at things like that forever. Yeah. It's not annoying to stand in a line there because at least at oh, this no. point because there's yeah. so much to look at and i will say once again going back to kind of comparing the two lands i will say all of these spires if you will because that is kind of what the outpost is named after they do in my opinion look better at in florida hmm. and kind of more intriguing and, yeah. and have a f different kind of a darker color and mm. very intriguing hmm. i like it yeah, it's really fun. We'll so then if you keep walking and go, there's kind of a, a split in the path and you can okay. go around um, and eventually end up in the first order area. Or if you go to the left, that's where the marketplace right. is, which I mean, left, <laughs> <laughs> which I love the marketplace. Yes. It's there's so much detail there. Yeah. And I mean, it is kind of crazy that they designed it with no air conditioning. But it is an open air have, market, you know, with uh, several stalls, if you will. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of like carved out little. They're not big yeah, at all. I not mean, big. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that area when the land is really full of people. Yeah. Um, that'll be very intriguing. Um, but it, they really they said that they were going to do unique merchandise and they, did. and they did and there's not traditional um you know stuffed animals that you would see anywhere else plush um there's not there are t-shirts and there's some carts yeah in the i guess in that one cart yeah. as well however there's some you know very unique things like the little um the handmade toys handmade in, toys in which look song. like they've been stitched mm -hmm. um very cute to collect right 
And then, of course, they have the Creature Shop. Is that what it's called? Does it have a name? It probably does have a name. Creature Stall. And that's where you you find this yes. fellow right here. And they don't have a lot of cuddly plush like you will no. find at regular Disney stores. But, but they, uh, I mean, a lot of people, you know, I'll just say we're going we're comparing this to Wizarding World of Harry yes. Potter and Diagon Alley, and everyone is like, well, you know, that was a familiar place, and it was straight from the movies, and that level of detail matched mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, I do think this was their <laughs> answer to a lot of the little pets that they have there but i think they did a pretty good job with everything this guy is a loth cat and he's from the animated series as well and he looks definitely a cutie (laughs) but they have (laughs) you can pet him any any purrs but what's unique about this store is that kind of scattered the merchandise they also have actual yeah uh, cages, mm-hmm. if you will, or kind of displays of actual critters kind of living there. Yeah, there's a huge cage for a loth cat, and he has a little stuffed porg friend <laughs> with him, and he's sleeping, and then he moves his tail every now and then. That's right. Um, this guy does other things, like he can get mad. Uh oh. I have not seen him in the series, but I had to get him anyway because I just, you know. But I mean, it's even just intriguing uh, going into that shop because even if. Just kind of like looking at all the merchandise, like, ooh, here's a, another cage. I yeah. didn't even realize Lots of they have creatures. them. They're all hidden, and, and uh, they're all, for, I think, you know, established creatures that you have seen probably in movies or. The I don't personally know, but that's like okay. That. <laughs> um, I'm sure people can name them all. Yes, and there's a lot more in Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. That's right. As well. Um, but anyway, continuing with this, there's a, tr- a traditional, like, they have T-shirts and mm-hmm. um, pins and Christmas ornaments and things in one stall. And there's one where they sell, like, the capes. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes, Which, robes. Oh, robes. Is that what they are? Sorry. Robes. I don't know. They're robes here and at Harry Potter, so it's kind of confusing. <laughs> um, which you can wear in... In Batu, you can't wear them in the rest of the park. This is what he does when he's gonna shut down. <laughs> no right. one in this house likes him except us. I do. We pet him yeah, all no. the time, and everyone yells at us for petting him. Um, but he's fun. Um, and then next to that, there's another. Is there another shop after that, or is it just the popcorn place? The popcorn I place. I think there that. was a total of four actual. Yeah. Stalls. Um, the so Toydarian toy maker is the one that has the little handcrafted mm-hmm. toys. And there's uh, there's other things when you walk in, like to the right when you first walk in, there's a car, like a wood carving thing. But you can't actually right. buy anything there, but it's interesting it, it looks, to look at. Yeah, it looks like it someone's looks like just. It would be a, a place that you could something. And then next to that, they're selling um, more of those little um, things like Salacious Crumb. I forget okay. what kind of creature he oh, is, right. but they sell like shoulder ones of those in the creature stall and there. But what's also unique about this area is what's going on above you. There's yes. so many different. Um, it really is a marketplace, and people are you yeah, know that's living definitely above where people it live, and, and you can hear all kinds of sounds of, of yeah. people living up Conversations, there. Conversations, uh, creatures, like radio transmissions, yeah. all sorts of things going and on. And so, I mean, so even if you're not there just to kind of look at all of the merchandise that they have, it's still very interesting just to go and look around. And the, even at the drinking fountain, they have. Yes. What, what do they have there? Well, um, there's a little creature uh, that we'll appears. We'll call it a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure to check <laughs> if that you, out. If <laughs> you 
try the water <laughs> fountain right by the refreshers, which is what they call restrooms. Right when you walk in the marketplace, there's a fun little creature that yes. appears there. Um, and then you end up in the popcorn place next to that, it's which very unique we've tried. It's, um, well, I've tried it. I don't think you have. Nope, there's blueberry pound cake and chili lime. Mm. So you either fun. like it or you don't like it. <laughs> um, it's a fun thing. But even, it even looks yeah. kind of like it belongs there. And then that ends in Ronto Roasters, which people that are meat eaters love that place. I'm it not looks one of like them. I actually have not. I meant to get that <laughs> uh, that little pocket sandwich when I was oh, at Disneyland, yeah. but I did not get people a chance to. People rave about it. I wish they it had looks good a vegan from version. A, from a I meat eater, it. it looks good. Um, and then there's, you know, a droid that's roasting the Rontos. Which using a, what is that? Pod racing uh, The pod racing engine. engine, which is, you know, phenomenal. And yeah. they have a bunch of uh, meats on a yeah. spit Yeah, and there's like a room <laughs> where they house roasting. all the creatures that they're going to cook, which is gross, <laughs> but, you know, they're not real. Um, and then that empties out into um, a f little pathway, mm -hmm. and you can go down a ramp to the other side where you could have gone. Yep. Um, and then next to that is Docking Bay 7. On the left, yes. On the left, which is the um, fast casual. The is that the correct quick. term now? I think it's called. I guess. That sounds <laughs> like service, a... counter service. It is quick service, but it's kind of quick service plus even more uh, that they've been doing yeah, recently. where you like, get real... Plates and yes. sporks. Sporks. Sporks are Actually, still there. I have not tried no. the spork. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it has some a great vegan option, which you know we've yeah. done a video of the. Uh, I well, I guess Amanda did a video. Well, you know. And I even <laughs> had the chicken, which it definitely looks curious and interesting. Oh, yeah, it's like but a it rectangle. tasted phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so that's a fun place. You know, yeah. I don't want to dwell too much in the details of all of this stuff. We're just kind of doing a basic overview. Right. But it is a really great addition. Yeah, I would, um, I would Interesting again, and unique certainly. counter service option. Mm -hmm. um, and it's certainly is, need to look around there, too. Yeah, I mean, Everything because it's so in detailed. a former docking bay and you can hear things. Well, I guess it's still active because you can hear things like taking off and landing. And, and even just kind of taking a, a step back, like on on the roof of that is just a giant spaceship yeah, as well. I mean, and they're, mm -hmm. yeah, they're all And that over looks really place. cool at night as well. Yes. Um, and then from there to the right-hand side is Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities. And that, that's a phenomenal place just yeah. to browse I mean, and look I around. I mean, I could spend forever in there. They and have so many different... I almost think it's kind of more like a museum. Yes, they do sell <laughs> things in there, and, and I guess people are kind of going in there to, and purchasing things. But I think it's more of a just place to look around. And they even have the uh, the merchant in there. The and Doc Ondar. Oh, that's him. That's he's Doc there. Ondar. He's yeah, doing he's his calculations there. and he's, making. He's kind of behind a little cage, kind of looking at things and yeah, every now and trades. again talking and, and doing trades as you say but yeah. even just looking up at the ceiling all the, the lights and there's, on all the walls there's there's just something so from every things. star wars anything in there there's you know masks and helmets and creatures and there's a baby sarlacc that's right which is, of course, you know, in the desert of Tatooine. I actually Jabba initially Hutt. thought that it was just a model of the sarlacc no, that we knew. No, it's a real baby. But then I saw it's it alive. moving. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what the funny thing is. I mean, I had seen that kind of, um, I guess, diagram of what 
as Sarlacc actually is. <laughs> and you just see the mouth part with the little tongues and everything. But underneath is this whole other creature that's just like hanging out under the sand. That's right. See, that's I was actually looking in it to see if we could see the little Boba Fett. But um, <laughs> apparently it's a it's a Aww, baby one. Poor Boba Fett. <laughs> He's getting his own TV show. He, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. But yes. Uh, but so, yeah, there's a million things to look at and oh purchase in there. If you yes. don't want to commit to the Savi's Workshop lightsaber experience. Which is a lot. Which is a lot. $200. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that in one second. We, they we do have, have some Legends uh, lightsabers in there. Similar to if you don't want to do the wand experience, but you want to yes. like buy um, Voldemort's wand or harry potter's wand or whatever they have like the whole list of them that that's at the wizarding world of harry potter yeah i'm just saying okay. like you know it's a parallel <laughs> yes um so you you're not and they're they're still like over a hundred dollars some of them but some of them are yeah, a lot affordable. of things are very much priced but what's funny i don't know if it's funny but <laughs> people are throwing their cash yeah. at these things i mean and i did this recently with christian which we may have a video coming up soon with that experience hmm. so stay tuned for that um and you know i was the first one to say two hundred dollars was going to spend that I on think a lightsaber i was the first one to say well that. okay <laughs> um it really is a fun experience and if you have like a whole group of people and one person is going to do get the lightsaber you don't all have to pay for it so you can't experience it if you have a friend that's doing yeah, it or i believe it's uh, each person that builds one can bring one guest oh okay right? i didn't know it was limited to one guest. it was it is limited to one guest yeah. that's kind of crazy then yeah. so if we had everybody with us we couldn't go in never mind what i said yeah <sighs> oh well yeah um so, anyway it is and, a fun uh, so I'm, i don't know if i'll ever get a chance to see it but i've well, heard good i've heard good things you can watch our video okay and then it'll be like you're there very good. <laughs> but it really, you know, I don't want to give too much away. There's videos out there, but it really is a, they made it a very exciting um, experience. And this is <laughs> Christian's lightsaber, which it really is heavy. Have you picked this up? I actually have never touched it before until. And this is only wow. the hilt. Oh, wow. That is, I know the rest is a, a light form yeah. that pops out of there. And I, I don't want to turn it well, on because. Yeah, you don't want to cut a, an arm off. But. <laughs> it's doing that sound because it's not connected so okay um, so yeah I mean it really is and you have like different choices so everyone can be unique that's right very cool so you have that experience which is downstairs behind um, Doc Ondar's mm -hmm. and you can make a reservation for that but you can also do standby which is what we did and we only had to wait like one Yes. session before us. Yeah, I heard that when Disneyland initially opened that that was kind of like the tough ticket to get yeah. because they only have so many spots per day and people, you know, they had many, many yeah. annual pass holders that, with a lot of disposable income <laughs> and so it took a, a long time for, for them to cycle through them and I, I'm not sure if they're still having uh, lines out there for that. I, I did not notice know. it when I was there. I don't there. think they are at all out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay. So then next to that is, of course, the Droid Depot. Yes. And you can, it's, That's fun. this section of the land is like a circle, so you can go around the whole Yeah, thing. we actually, if, when we first went, ended up going yeah. and the Droid Depot was kind of like the last thing There's that we a saw. few different entrances to the Droid Depot mm -hmm. that have little mini shops that you can get different merchandise that you can't get in other areas. That's right. 
Um, and then you can watch people making yeah, I their mean, own droids. I've, I've not made a droid there myself, and it's just a fun place to go. Yeah. You know, they actually have a conveyor belt with just tons of, of parts. <laughs> yeah. Um, for the droids more going there, fun and things to look at yeah, in there. conveyor belt that's going along the ceiling. Droids, from some that you may identify, yeah. uh, some that you have seen before, and others that you have not. And I yeah. know there's a lot of R2 units, mm -hmm. some BB units uh, yes. that uh, we're familiar with that uh, that you can make. Yeah, we might have to take Geo there, which I believe is one hundred dollars. It's ninety nine something. Ninety nine dollars <laughs> and ninety nine cents <laughs> plus tax. Um. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, then you get a droid that you can control. Yes. Um, so then next to that, if you're going around that way, is a fun little area that um, is, there's like a lot of droids there. It's some yes. sort of weird communication. There's a lot of like wires and stuff like that. that. That's a fun place to sit and just listen also. Yes. And there's another set of refreshers there. Yes, there are. Which <laughs> and, are but what's the unique about this is that there's, um, and this goes for the whole land, um, is that... There are characters that come and go. Um, yeah, that's true. That you might find uh, that'll walk through that area and other areas, including like Kylo Ren, for example. I haven't seen Kylo Ren, I've but seen I've heard him that he and a couple there. of I don't want to say maybe bumbling stormtroopers uh, who yes, are not quite on. Are, I do <laughs> enjoy that they kept the stormtroopers. Yes. With the ability to talk to people that was always my favorite part of oh, the star old wars star wars weekends, weekends yeah. was all the little inner uh the the communications yeah. that the the stormtroopers when they were on the have. top of the yes so it's fun that they kept that in a way they have kylo ren who who goes by and kind of examines people looking mm. for uh members of the resistance or no, first order first or i mean no both oh, okay. he's kind of like doesn't he's like the for both yeah <laughs> kind of like trying to identify them. Uh, but then he has a couple of uh, stormtrooper guys kind of tagging along who are either kind of encouraging him or yeah. kind of bumbling things up a little bit. And he kind of... I do remember uh, them talking about that a lot when they um, first introduced the land, that your choices would affect your experience yes. there. I think at this point in time... It's only really um, in what you're wearing. <laughs> like if you're wearing a, <laughs> a T-shirt that they can identify as the dark side. Well, I mean, I, I don't want to kind of stray too far, but I believe also the, the app. The app does have things you can do, but I don't think it's that, I believe, yet no? at the point where something you do on the app, anyone is going to comment on okay. at this point in time. I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't heard any of that happening. Um, but when you ride the Millennium Falcon, you do have a different ending based on how you performed okay. your tasks. Okay. Um, but I think when they initially announced it, they were like, and that's going to follow you around the park, which I think <laughs> gave me the anxiety because I was like, I don't want to, you know, crash the Falcon and then right. have to pay for it the rest of my life. Um, but go ahead. I, I didn't know if you wanted to continue kind of going around yeah, or no, also talk about the rest of the actual characters that also. Uh, oh, yeah, there's Ray, Ray and Chewbacca. Chewbacca and the other girl. Oh yeah, V. Whose name I do not know. <laughs> She's a spy. Yes, I have seen the stormtroopers arrest her. Yes, and, and I've later escape. seen her escape from being arrested. Yeah, uh, which is always fun. So yeah, that's a fun thing that's constantly going on. <laughs> She's yeah. constantly getting arrested. No, <laughs> um, there's a lot 
always happening. Yeah, and, it's not like you have to wait around for something to happen. It just is going on. Yeah, while and you're even if you were just by. to like follow that yeah. and kind of see what's going on, that's always fun. Mm -hmm. It just because they're establishing stories right, that uh, exactly. that exist. And cast members will then comment on the fact that that happened or is, mm -hmm. you know, watch out for stormtroopers and, you know, they call this scrap metal so <laughs> that um, the stormtroopers don't catch on to what you're doing Wink. and, <laughs> you know, get mad at you. Um, but anyway, it's, you know, they do have a lot of interactive elements yes. in there and you can be a part of the story. So anyway, back to back that to area our tour. where the second set of um, refreshers When you and go the through the droid area, then to the left is the milk place which yes. does it have a name it does have a name i don't milk know milk stand is the name Ooh, technical <laughs> yes now i will tell you the milk stand ha is very polarizing a lot of people like it a lot of people love it a lot of people don't like i don't it. enjoy it i don't <laughs> like blue now, i will green. say that when we first went there we got a blue milk yes you took one sip and you were done. Yeah. I. It tastes like an air freshener to me. No, no. This is the blue one. I know. Oh, that and also. Well. But here's the thing. <laughs> I. Th you said, here, finish this. And I was like, fine, whatever. And I drank it. And I actually liked it. Yeah. It's I thought very it was very fruity. refreshing. It's kind I think of it's like too fruity much. pebbles, but like a bit too much. Because, I mean, I wouldn't mind, you know, fruity pebbles, but. Yeah. I mean, but it was very cool. Yeah. Uh, it was icy and I thought delicious. And so I enjoyed because in a previous event that we had gone to, they actually sold like a little thing of yeah, Galactic Blue Nights, Nights. But which that was actually a completely was different. milky. Yeah. And so I was afraid that this, this milk They still weren't was going made from be... milk then, but it wasn't like a frozen or right. attempted a frozen yeah, This situation. is a pure frozen drink and it was the blue. And I actually liked it. But you have actually since tried the green milk. I've tried the green, and it's even worse. I've than heard the blue. nothing except for <laughs> that it tastes like what? Floor cleaner? Floor like why would anyone want to drink floor cleaner? I mean it's cleaner? not it's not that it's like chemically tasting, it's just like they have very perfumey tastes to yeah, them and I've, I don't care I've for I've never tasted one. the green and uh, from the sounds of it I don't want to. Yeah, and just as many people that love the blue love the green. It's like That's you said, very, very weird. polarizing. Yeah, so but uh, you go into it. I guess one they more. say that one all. is fruitier, and the other one is what more fruity i don't know no, i mean <laughs> i thought that that's what you had initially said is that one of them was or no one was sweeter oh i think the blue that, one is supposed to be sweeter yeah and i tend to like sweet things yeah i don't know they're both oh <laughs> <laughs> anyway you have to it's what's terrible is that many people have said they're gross and yet people still have to try them because they well i have to see for myself I mean, yeah. so it's kind of crazy and they really get you on yes. that but and you then know. you can also spike it yeah if, they have if you rum were so inclined in the blue one and tequila I, in the green one which i do I not think do would that be horrible i can't imagine putting tequila in that floor cleaner <laughs> but whatever you know there's something for everyone um and then you get to the vast first or order area which has that's right there's um, another ship there yeah i think that's kylo ren's i believe ship. it is kylo ren's and I, at disneyland i actually saw them kind of perform a show oh, okay i've never seen that, that stage here, if you will in front of the ship where kylo ren came out of the ship and oh. did the whole thing and that actually led into him being with the two stormtroopers kind of 
going through the entire land. I would so enjoy watching. There's a whole that entertainment package that I believe is coming soon, yes. if not already here. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, it does have, I've seen people lining up for it, but I don't know that it is organized enough to have times. But here. that's also the home to a very curious shop. Well, you know, people, first order cargo, if you are into the first order, you can buy paraphernalia and you can look like a first order person. That seems weird to it me. It does, but people want to want to do it. So, you know, something for everyone, as I keep yep. saying. I guess we're not first order kind of people. <laughs> no. Um, which is funny because, you know, both of my sons grew up wearing like Darth Vader shirts and things like that. <laughs> and I think Geo may have a Kylo Ren shirt somewhere. But when you think about it, like they're mass murderers. It's like terrible people, but it's all uh, in fun and games, you know? <laughs> yeah, Christian has For a, the kids. a Death Eater tattoo, which doesn't mean he's a Death Eater, but he just likes it. You know, it's fun. Something for everyone. That is correct. Um, and th what's funny <laughs> is, remember when we went and it was very not crowded and yes. I and you're like wow it's so desolate here and I'm like that's part of the experience <laughs> the first order is very you know like there's nothing there it's very desolate it's a, creating a mood but it's very crowded now so yeah okay that's, I guess we just happened to be there on that a was day just me misinterpreting things well, because it, it had a like, good idea and it actually would make sense if they did do it but how could they keep it that and way? because we had actually come around that way before going around yeah. the back end I had mistakenly thought that those were or one of those doors yeah. was going to lead to I mean they do look like toy they story would go somewhere land, but uh, we had that's lost actually our farther bearings for a minute yes which is easy to do because the land yes. is so vast um, so then continuing, you get to Oga's Cantina, which we already described a little bit. The outside is very interesting to look at. Um, once inside, you haven't been in there. I've been in Oga's oh, we Cantina here in Florida. Photos. And then, but I've been a couple of times now to enjoy a drink or two. Sat in and enjoyed and it, yeah. they, it really is a super fun experience. And I'm not <laughs> a bar person. Like I've been to Trader Sam's here, I think twice since it's yeah, opened. We it's have, just we've actually been to Trader Sam's more in California, California than yeah. we have here. Um, that's not to say I don't, you know, enjoy a drink every now and then, but I really, it's a great environment here, and that's, that's what we're what hearing hear. here is better than Disneyland for that. It's like a, a much better experience. Yeah, I was able to just kind of go in, take a look around and see Rex yeah. and see like some of the creatures that are in um, glass yeah. containers mm -hmm. behind the Getting bar. little boba balls for you. <laughs> That's right. I, I've learned where the boba balls came <laughs> from that they actually include in one yes. or more of the drinks. And then you can also get, you know, oh. souvenir. I don't know if you can see those. Souvenir porg <laughs> and yub-nub uh, mugs. I which, guess there's quite a, a few drinks that actually come in yeah. different vessels, including one in a beer teeth. flight. Uh, the beer flight yeah. comes in rank or teeth. Rank, you know, because who wouldn't want to drink a beer from the tooth right. of a giant monster? Which they've all right? lost naturally. Of course, they just, fall they just out collect and they pick them, them up on the floor and wash them out and then yeah. put put beer drinks in them. In them. Uh, but anyway, okay. it is a fun experience. <laughs> it's sometimes they do. Uh, standby lines sometimes you have to only have a reservation when we were there um, the fact that we had a reservation was re the only reason we could get in yeah so. the, the time that we were there it was during a preview when there was not a lot of people so they actually 
were allowing they were t- essentially taking people in to and actually it. kind of they didn't just say okay go on in they actually took us in and they were with us the whole time just yeah. c- so that they could quickly take us out yeah. so we could view the place that's how i got to see it but i imagine with the lines there they probably would not be doing that at all for anyone who no, just wants to look i did not look. see that happening and they do remind you of the rules when you're waiting in line and when you get taken to your table that don't leave your table because you could lose your spot. You Ooh. have 45 minutes. You can have two drinks wow. per person, and that's it. Timed and um, all that, huh? But, yeah. That's I great. mean, it is. I think it's enough time. It's a fun experience. There's always, like, when Rex is working. One time he was not working, <laughs> and it was just – it was still fun because we were with, you know, fun people and stuff. But when Rex is working, then the servers all – um, join in and, and clap along to the songs, right. and it's very... I mean, so I, I've seen that kind of interplay with the bartenders at uh, Trader Sam's, so I can only yeah. imagine how it would be here, too. Yeah, and the the drinks there are pre-done, so they don't take uh-huh. as long to make, so the servers have more time, too. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, they just, they're like, they still have to make them, but they don't have to mix them. Okay. Things, the, they're already mixed. Um, so, yeah. Ogas is fun, and then that brings us, of course, to the last thing, which what is... What else is there? The oh, Smuggler's Run. Yes, Millennium it? Falcon, which we talked briefly about. Um, I don't want this to, you know, be a three-hour dissertation <laughs> on Galaxy's Edge, so um, you're going to ride it if you go there. There are different... The queue, as we said before, was amazing. Um, yes, I very much enjoyed lots it. Lots of plus, fun stuff to they look actually at. have a Millennium Falcon there. I know you kind of said that, yeah. but it's hard to miss. Right there, front yes. and center, a giant Millennium Falcon, and which is actually not a Millennium Falcon. That is the, the Millennium, Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Yes. And uh, the doors are open, on or the hatch, I guess, if you will. <laughs> I've even seen, I think Ray goes in and out of uh, that. Oh, yeah, she's working on stuff every now and then. Yeah, a Chewbacca, I'm sure, goes in and out of there, too, because yeah. he's very familiar with that ship. But anyway, yeah, so they have a, a fun queue that goes through there. Um, if I would only recommend the standby if you've actually already done it because the standby is very, very, um, it's nondescript. It's just, you mean a, the it's fast just pass? a hallway. No. Or the single rider? Single rider. I'm so sorry. I meant single rider. <laughs> I was like, standby has everything. No, yeah. sorry. My apologies. <laughs> Stan, uh, single rider. I would only do that if you've already been on it many times yeah. and you just want to ride the experience. Um, you do actually go through the pre-show, but um, the trip to get to yeah. to join up with everyone is very nondescript. So my apologies. <laughs> I actually do uh, encourage you to use the standby line because uh, yes, and the the wait times have been pretty yeah reasonable because lately. when it first opened, I've you heard rumors of it being hours and hours, but now. It's down to what forty five minutes, seventy yeah. or forty five to maybe eighty minutes, which is still, yeah, in my no, opinion, the the cube totally is doable. is worth it. Uh, but then also, uh, that's when you see what's his name, Hondo. Hondo. Onaka. I remembered it. Yes. Onaka. Right. Onaka. Onaka. Something. Oh, right. Hondo Onaka. Anyway. There you go. Look, it's a callback, and we're done. <laughs> Goodbye. Thanks for watching. <laughs> but no, the basically when you meet up with him, that's actually a very interesting. That's when things really get going. Yeah, that's when the, they explain what you're there for and what you're going to be doing. Because you're there in the play, and you hear ships kind of roaring ab- above. Oh, actually, 
the Millennium Falcon yes. is there. Yeah, you see it land behind you. And, and he essentially kind of recruits you mm-hmm. uh, to essentially make him a prophet. I don't think yes. we're getting the best end of the deal here. <laughs> well, we get to ride on the Falcon. So yeah, I guess. It's a, it's a good trade. Um, and then after that, you get... You go into this other room, and that's when you are assigned your... Well, first you go into the gangway, that then you enter... Yeah, you get your little card. It takes you onto the Millennium Falcon, where you get a card. To tell you what your duties are going to be uh, on the I believe three duties. There's and right pilot, left pilot, right gunner, left gunner, right engineer, <laughs> and left engineer. So they each do different things a yes, little bit. Yes, and I'm sure you've probably heard uh, varying opinions upon that kind of thing it is fun i'm sure i actually still have never been right pilot and there's the people that take you into hyperspace which is i'm sure that's like a dream of many many a young (laughs) star wars fan yes and if you get with a good group then you know it's going to be a good time yes and you won't have to worry about being stressed out it is interesting though this uh, this queue, uh, or I'm sorry, not the queue, the the ride itself, because there are duties that you actually have to perform, and how well you perform your duties can affect your ride experience. Yeah. But it also can take you away from your enjoyment of the ride, because I'd say uh, probably most of the enjoyment is seeing what is coming out, and th- and the the viewpoints is not a typical thing. Mm. on a typical ride where it's everything's all around you you it's basically kind of a little bit higher than eye level and above um which is very interesting and i think you get a different vantage point on whether you are a pilot versus Mm. you know which is the two people up in the front or a gunner who are in the in the middle or the engineer and so when we first rode it we actually chose engineer so we could be farther back and kind of have a essentially a, a a better way of seeing it but during the ride there's all of these light up panels that you have to do you have to press these buttons to, in order to have a better experience yeah. but doing that kind of takes you well i was away able from, to do this yes. in, you know i have very good peripheral but vision. there are <laughs> i imagine there are folks who are really going to focus on making sure that their task is completed and so they're going to be concentrating on these buttons to make sure that they get their thing done which I think in in my opinion actually can take away from your enjoyment of of what's actually happening well I mean that's why they've you know they've essentially created a ride that people want to re-ride multiple times so that they can experience different things and that is true one thing I've noticed with being a gunner is you can actually press the button and just keep it pressed. Yeah, I have heard that. I haven't shoot. done the gunner yet, but I have heard that. Um, so yeah, and you know, your ride time is kind of extended or shortened based on if you're yes. doing absolutely terrible and cannot drive this ship at all. I've also heard just kind of based on some of the logistics of loading the vehicle versus or or who's on the ride with you or that kind of thing, they actually have a way of extending it. I actually at one point had uh, an extended, uh, even after we hyperspaced back, I was in an asteroid area yeah, for probably that. a full minute or two <laughs> of just kind of shooting at this one ship, which I had not heard of anyone else doing. And I guess that's just a way that they have of being able to drag out the experience because of some of the logistics of loading mm-hmm. and unloading the vehicles. So. Yes. 
So that's interesting. Yeah. You might actually get, so it's going to be basically it's different every time is the point. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then when you leave, the hallway is either totally fine or things are like sparking. And when Amanda and I rode ourselves, we did oh, not do right. very well and things were not oh, That's right. And I good. guess you, you can see your score and some of it yeah. makes sense and some of it doesn't. And I guess with the app, if you use that, you can, oh, uh, yeah. you can record that, that score yet. and basically gain experience mm. for your side, if you will. I have not done that myself either, but uh, that's something for the future. Yeah, for sure. We should so. do a video on using the app. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard All right, well, I've heard fun, good things about that. I think, you know, that's going to wrap it up. We've done the whole circle, and we've talked about our thoughts, which is we love it. And we do love it. I think it was a good addition. Um, you know, certainly there was an initial rumors that they were going to do more, and they could have done more, but I th I'm totally happy with the way it is now. Yeah, and I, actually, I remember I w when w I first talked about the differences uh, with Disneyland and here, and I, I think I said I was going to – when our f when we first learned of the land and we thought that maybe it was going to take out the Autopia and all that, but then where it ended up being, um, as I grew up in Southern California, I mean uh, Disneyland is my my home park, and I don't think where they put it um, really disturbed much of that park at all. I really actually I know that they kind of shortened the the track a little bit of the um, of the 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 water vessels the the mark twain in columbia but i think the additions that they made along the riverways a lot with the a lot of the animals the wildlife and certainly the waterfalls and the rocks is a fine addition and i think everything that they changed with the railroad out there is wonderful and as i mentioned the transition uh, points in between the different lands and batu are f phenomenal um basically that area that they used for that really was not being used. Mm. I mean, it was the old location for the uh, mine train through nature's wonderland, which they had not been using. Um, but I think it's a fine addition there, and they really essentially didn't take much out other mm. than the goats. <laughs> <laughs> Big Thunder Ranch. Well, they still exist, just not there, yes, I guess. <laughs> they're somewhere. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Uh, I, I like it, and I think all that kind of goes along the line, the same lines in the studios, I think. It's a fine addition there, too. I think it didn't really, I mean, I, it took away, what, uh, the Lights, Motors, Action, Extreme Stunt Show? Yes, I think. and I guess Osborne Lights, but we won't oh, get yeah. into that. <laughs> That's right, the New York Street. Hmm. Oh, well. Maybe you know. they'll uh, put tons of Christmas lights in Batu and hmm. call it. People have wondered what they're going to do there. I don't think they'll do that. Because I don't know <laughs> that they celebrate Christmas out there, but we'll see. Well, there was a Star Wars Christmas special, so there is precedent. Uh, anyway, okay. on that note, <laughs> <laughs> I think that well wraps up our tour yes. and discussion okay. of Galaxy's Edge. In our opinion, it's a great place, and it's only going to go up with the addition of Rise of the Resistance, which is oh going to be an amazing ride. I, yeah, and we should come back maybe when that is open yeah, and, we'll and the revisit. land is full. And it's essentially, a f I mean, that's going to be a, amazing because uh, uh, essentially half of the area is just not being fully utilized. Right. 
And so that'll be an amazing addition. So Yeah. So thanks for listening. Yes, thanks for um, watching <laughs> if you're watching this. And before we leave, I just want to invite everyone to oh, yes. follow us on, you know, every social media there is, is for the most part. I'm at Xanaland on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook.com slash Xanaland. And the website, Xanaland.com. Uh, uh, you are at Otisney. That's O-T-I-S-N-E-Y. Yeah, on Twitter O-T-S-N-E. and Instagram. And you don't post very much, but, you know, maybe we can convince you to do that. I'd like to. I used to uh, I used to post a lot more <laughs> back in the day. Yes. But and yes. we're finally getting around to doing things, so maybe you can yes, get around to posting. I think I probably will. Um, subscribe, like, share, you know, get the word out if you liked listening to us ramble on and and, uh, comments we would really like to hear your yeah, comments we'd love on, to hear feedback on what on you think about batu if you're looking forward to going if you haven't been or what your thoughts are on the one at disneyland versus the one here in florida yeah or anything suggestions on topics we're open to all yes and a huge thanks to our technical director producer editor <laughs> extraordinaire there's probably more names for you, engineer. We would, honestly, we would not be able to have done all of this without him. Yeah, Christian at Tiki Birds. Follow him on Tiki Instagram. Tiki Birds with a Z, I yes. believe, right? Yeah, B-I-R-D-Z. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I was starting to spell there. And our Tom. Um, on Twitter and Instagram and share the love. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Episode two is now complete. Is that two? It's two. Whew. We've gone up the waterfall twice. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Anything's possible at Disneyland. See ya. Bye. That is absolutely fantastic. Well, that's only part of it. We got a big climatic scene. But how could you top it? Well, we set the place on fire. And we have our audience trapped down in this flaming city. And how can they get out then? Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we'd get them out of there? By going up the waterfall. That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs>